We're live, man. Seda Don joins me here on the show here tonight for Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Light 365, iHeartRadio. Left Rack City Zone joins me here on the show here tonight. Say the Don. What's going What's on, good? man? What's the vibes? How you feeling, man? It's your Just boy, chilling. Stay out of Left Rack City, Queens, like your boy said, you know. You I'm already know. Doing what we do, man. Have I'm you ran into Nori at all down there? Say that again? Have you ran into Nori down there at all? Hell yeah. Plenty yeah. of times. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Nori. He doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Drink champs and all that. Or as a legend should, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your earliest memory of meeting Nori for the first time? Because he's like the, the hero out there. I, the first time I met Nori, no, I, the first time I seen Nori was, was when he shot the video with Vado. Okay. Hood Barbecue. I was upstairs in my boy Wiz crib. We was looking out the window. We seen a commotion. We just went downstairs. It was Nori, his nephew, young Billy. And, uh, and Vado, we went downstairs, I seen him. He had a poppy, the champagne, just got poppy and shit. He's walking up the alley. I remember all that. Poppy, shout out to Noriega and Poppy, man. Word, my nigga, word. Shout out to them niggas, man. That's fire. And and eventually here, you got to make a track with him when the time is right. Yeah, when the time is right, man. When the time is right. Crazy. Exactly. If you could take a classic Noriega song, which one would you hear yourself on and make a remix for the mind? Blood Money. Uh, blood like, Money cool. off of War Report. <laughs> That's my shit, man. New York, get the blood money. That's my shit. Classic. And then, and then, and then, a lot of people don't really like the song, but I love it. What, 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 Like, that's my shit, my nigga. That's my shit. That's what he got. He's got two classics right there. His first album, his solo yeah. album, and The War Report. That's a fact. Two classics. But we're here to talk about Say the Don here tonight. I want to get into your journey and what was the first earliest hip-hop memory that made you say to yourself, it could you be listening to one of the DJs spinning on the radio, a song that you heard in the car anywhere, what was it that made you say that this is the life I want to live and, and pursue a career in music? When I when I went to Philly and I heard me and I heard Meek Mill. Because mm. that was when I was that was before two, that was before high school. I started rapping, I started I started writing rhymes on the bus going to high school. But like Listen, when I went to Philly to see my my grandma, I mean my grandma before she died, rest in peace. My condolences. Um, yeah, thank you so much. There was this guy out there that introduced me to like, yo, this the hottest nigga in Philly, all this shit. So I started bumping. This is when he was still doing flavors. Well, this is around when he did the streets. Yeah, this this, this, this yeah, he was still in the, he was in the, he was still in the hood. He probably just came on right before he started fucking with Ti and shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I started bumping. I'm like, oh nah, this nigga is gutting it. I'm listening to his battle rap and shit. And I just started memorizing all of his shit. Cause me growing up, I always listened to music. I got kicked out of class for rapping lyrics. Like that's just like even in middle school, like I'm not I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh shit, I was an artist before I was an artist. But um, yeah, like I used to memorize his lyrics and like, and I'm like, yo, like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna do this shit too. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was Meek Mill. I came in front. It was Meek. That's crazy. And we've seen the superstar that he's became over time and just the losses that he's going through with, with going to jail. And thank God that he got out. Cause I remember everyone from Robert Kraft to every hip hop artist in the game saying free McMill. And now that he's out and becoming such a businessman now, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, God bless him, man. Or God bless him. What was the first step forward in your career in building this empire for yourself because I'm, I'm aware of the independent label that you currently have and you're, you're doing everything for yourself but it could have been right in the song what was the first step that you took into cementing your own legacy for yourself just to get that going the first 
I uh, in my hood, like I was always writing, writing, writing. I would go up, I would write, and I would go upstairs to my boy Reese Craven and let him hear my lyrics. That's it. That's the farthest it would go. But Reese would always tell me, "Yo, bro, you fucking nice, man. Yo, I'm like, I, I mean, I, I knew I was nice, but like, I didn't. I, I wanted like, I wanted people to to to, to give me the confirmation. That's what I wanted. So. I ended up looking into like people in the neighborhood that make music. And I seen they had a record label called um, Baby Love City. There was this guy in Casino from my hood. Shout out to Casino, good looking for everything you did for me. Appreciate you, big bro. Much love. Um, I, ran, I, ran, I ran down on him. This is, oh shit. My bad. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. There was like a, it's frozen. Did a call come in or something? Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. I got you right now. There we go. All right, there we go. Yeah, so um, back to what I was. Oh my god, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I, I cannot answer this part right now. But yo, um, back to what I was saying. Um, uh, where was that? Where was that? This is oh, you you were at basically describing your first stepping stone into cementing your so, path and your legacy. So, so I had ran down. I had ran down on this on, on the casino. I seen him at the bodega up the block from my from my crib, and I, I had wrote a remix to start it from the bottom. This is the, my first song I recorded. Started from the bottom, the Drake shit. That was my first song I ever recorded. I mean, it was about to be ten years next March. Wow, yeah, so ten years passed by already. Crazy. Twenty thirteen, my first song I wrote. Um, I, I ran down on him. I, I, I said, "Yo, I heard you got a record label. I want to make music. You let me hear what you got." Played the beat, rap, like, oh shit, we're going to the studio this weekend. Boom, recorded it. You know what I'm saying? He started paying for my studio time. We started going doing shows, all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I ain't never looked back ever since. I ain't never looked back. Been going to the studio, recording, writing. You know what I'm saying? Even though me and Casino not together no more, like, he basically gave me a solid foundation. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, 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 he was like, one of my stepping stones, you know what I'm saying? And I love him forever. We talk all the time. That's my big bro, you heard? From there and being in the studio and recording, what was it that you saw in the industry that you wanted to take the independent route? And congratulations on being in this this drive right now in the game for 10 years as an independent artist because a lot of people would have gave up by now. Yo, bro, trust me, man. Yeah. It, ain't, it ain't easy, but it'll be worth it in the long run, you know? It'll be worth it in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, how can I say it? Well, well, it's, it's not that I wanted to be independent. It's just the way it happened. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I never really had no crazy breakthrough record to where a label, a major record label would want to look at me. So I, I continuously still have to do it myself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and once I seen it, I'm like, you know what? Let me, I, I might as well get a record label. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I partnered up with one of my guys from Jamaica, my shout out to my boy Mikey, AGM, big bro, the CEO, you know what I'm saying, the trap guy, you know what I'm saying? That's how we doing it from Jamaica, Queens, Southside Jamaica, Queens. Shout out to the whole AGM crew, Team Chronic, you know what I'm saying? That's how we doing it. AGM, and go further into AGM, how you were able to just build this up and now you're promoting this as your label. Are you looking to sign some more artists? What are you looking to do with it right now? Is maybe partner up with a distribution. I know Empire does a lot of work with independent artists. What are you looking forward to, to move forward with the label? I mean, as far as far as like um dealing with labels, I mean we're open to it, but like as, like right now we're not we're just we're just trying to 
build and put up and put out content, you know what I'm saying? And get our name out there. As while we're doing that, if we're able to 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 get like distribution from a label or whatever, or partnerships, we guarantee we're gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? But it's not our focus. Our focus is just um promoting the brand and putting the artist out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's really it. But um AGM stands for Africans getting money, if you didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Um my boy, shout out to my boy Mike started a couple years ago, you know what I'm saying? And I linked up with him um 2019. My boy Nana introduced me to my um to to Mikey and he heard my music. He was like, yo, um, you fucking nice, da 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 da. And we we started clicking, we started fucking with each other. And in 2020, December, we started AGM record label. This is almost two years, a year and a half after I met him. We started the record label because he seen me grinding, hustling, going to the studio, shooting videos, dropping it to the point where one of my videos went damn near 600K. Cause I got because because I had a promoter from Ghana and Africa, you know what I'm saying? And I got I got a big fan base in Ghana. And once he seen that, he was like, man, let's do this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, let's go to the top. And we locked in and we still we're still working, we're still grinding. T- ten years got- into the game right now. Cause there's a lot of artists that are trying to work to make a living right now to support, to put food on the table pretty much. And they still want to go out there and pursue that career in music. So what would you say is the best way that an artist can generate income for themselves? Say if they do want to quit their nine to five, but they want to start going further in their music career, what is the, is the best way to generate some income as an independent artist? Uh, the best way to generate income, you got to grind, man. Like, mm. I, I mean, like you got to look at what, what you know how to do, you know what I'm saying, and figure it out. Like I, I could, I could give you advice on like what you do, but I don't even know what I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I hustle. You know what I'm saying? I hustled my way all the way to the top. Like I, I ain't gonna say in front. Like I had a job. Like nah. Like I hustle. So I had a little advantage. You know what I'm saying? But if you just working a nine to five, it ain't gonna cut it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. You got a regular job nine to five. You're not trapping. You're not. Uh, it's not. I mean, not saying it won't, but nine times out of ten. Like you're gonna be wasting your time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you need capital. You know what I'm saying? You need money to do music. Like look at what look what Young Dolph said. It costs two hundred fifty thousand dollars to break a song in the United States. You, you need money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But um, you you, you don't need two hundred fifty thousand literally, but you need money and cash flow. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And with, with your process, do you think that being a person and word of mouth is still impactful and even more impactful than social media nowadays? Yes, um, it's not. I mean, it, it might not be more impactful, but it's. I mean, like, it, yeah, it could be more impactful because mm. word of mouth, word of mouth is like the streets. Like the streets is word of mouth. Like the streets talk. Like so, it's like that's more powerful than social media. Social media could be bullshit. Like it's smoke and mirrors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like somebody could be wearing some fly shit and they dead broke. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't post fly shit when I was dead broke. Like I didn't did it before, so it was like I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, word of mouth is more stronger. You know what I'm saying? But you would want to use social media still as a platform to promote yourself because the internet is the biggest platform in the world. Amazon has the biggest store, and they don't have one physical store. It's online. Is it still worth it to network with radio DJs because you have the whole playola politics? Is it still worth it to go network with them or is it a waste of time? You should be putting your energy towards somewhere else. You should be best friends with the DJs. With the DJs and radios? Because the DJs are going to play your music. The DJs, mm-hmm. the DJs is going to break your record. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got the internet and all of that stuff, but the DJs, the DJs are music. D, like, you know what I'm saying? If you're not cool, yeah. if, if the DJs don't know you, how your music gonna get played? Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's very important. And L Knight stressed that to me. L Knight stressed that to me. He got the DJ Coalition. Shout out to him for, for, for linking me with all the DJs and stuff. Like it's like I learned a lot from L Nice, big bro. And that was one of the that was one of the jewels he dropped on me. Shout out you to L Nice. You gotta you, you gotta get cool with the DJs. You gotta do. But they have to fulfill their end of the bargain too, because I've heard a lot of stories where artists, good artists, have given records to them and they're just like, eh. They don't even play it or even give it a time of day. But it could be the amount of tracks that they're receiving. They don't have time, whatever it is, but you can have some hit records that are getting thrown out right there. It, 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 it's, it's, it's all. I mean, it's all about plan and like about how you go about it. Like you know, what I'm saying if you if a deep, would you want to just play it one time? Like what? Are you, yeah. Like are you are you paying? Did you pay him to do it? Like did he tell you he was going to do it? Like it's it's like we it it's so many ways to go about it. And if if somebody didn't get what they want, we don't know what transpired in between. You know what I'm saying what what from when he asked him to do it or he paid him. To when the DJ didn't do it, we don't know what went through. So all I can say is that when when I deal with DJs, I get my fulfillments. Like anything that I ask for, I get it through my links and my peoples that I work with. Like L Nice is really my link to all the DJs. Anytime I ask them to do anything for me with a DJ, I got it done. Everything I asked for was one hundred. No funny business, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's all and it's all about like the. I, I mean, that's that's really it. That's that's. I'm gonna just give you from my perspective. I want to get into the origins of your name, Say the Don. How did this name come about for your fans that may not know? Okay, so my real name is Sayon, like the crayon. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I started hustling in the hood and left rack, I was young as fuck. None of my friends was hustling. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one. This is one. Shout out to my boy. I ain't going to say the names. Um, I used to hang out with all the old heads and shit, and they named, the streets named me Don. You dawn. So I call myself Say the Dawn. I never named myself Say the Dawn. All the old heads used to call me that. Like Dawn, Dawn. So I just put it together. Say the Dawn. Cause they used to, it's crazy. When I was a kid, they used to call me Say on the Crayon. So now I'm Say the Dawn. <laughs> 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 yeah, because I, I went to school, multicultural school. It was like Spanish people, white people, black people, Indians, you know, I'm Chinese. So I was always the, you know, I'm saying? I was the I was I was damn near the only African really in my classes. So they used to call me the black crayon. That was funny. Did you feel any sort of way about that? Because that could be offensive a lot of times. I mean, I mean of course at first, but I got over it because like I used to make jokes about them too. Like I used to call Mex- <laughs> I used to call Mexicans beaners. I used to go, I used to Bali, man. So like I used to get yo. Shout out to AGM Africans getting money because we used to be African booty scratches. Now we getting to the bag. You heard? We fucking all the bad bitches. It is what it is, man. That's how life is. Now with your connections to the Ghana and Africa, have you thought about going out there to even build your name up even more out there, even business side of things and performances and making more moves out there now that you've been rooted in the United States? That's a fact. Um... Shout out to my boy Joe Black. We're supposed to be going out there next year. Um, yeah, I had, I had this, I had a serious case. I get I get on probation in four days. You know what I'm saying? So it's about That's to big, be up, yeah. Congrats yeah. on that. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, it's about to be up and stuck. So 
I'm gonna be able to travel and stuff. Or and my parents just went back to Africa, so I definitely gotta go see them. When I go see them, I'll definitely land in Ghana and link some artists, do some shows, shoot some videos out there. Cause once I I go like once I everybody keep telling me this, once I step in Africa, it's over. It's over. But I still want the American market because it's the biggest market. Absolutely. Yeah. America, you know, it has its flaws. You know, I don't believe in the American dream. There's a lot of BS that goes on in this country with, <laughs> I really don't, you know, but there is obviously something here, especially when I talk to the artists, they're like, they believe in it. They believe in this American dream thing. But like you said, it's the, it's the I mean, revenue and marketing factor. It's what you make it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's what you make it. It's opportunity here. Like it's millions of opportunities. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, coming up in the hood, I didn't really see a lot of opportunities growing up. Now I see the different opportunities, but like, if you like, majority of people that's not from the hood, it's not, it's not a lot of hoods in America. It's the majority of like good areas. So like, it's a, it's opportunity out here, even in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's all about what you want to do and how how successful you want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's it's a way it's a way and a way for everybody on American soil. That is a fact. You can even be a bum and still eat, and niggas, people will still take care of you. So it's like mm. the Africa connection. You're in Queens, left rack, of course. You mentioned the Philly connection before. Where's someone that you're looking to step out of Queens at next and really get some support and get your name known more out there, as as far as the states goes? Um, I mean, I've been in Atlanta. I've been in Florida. I've been a um, been in Texas, been in Connecticut, been in North Carolina, been in Cali. Um, I mean, like, I really just want to. I really want to blow up in New York first before mm. anywhere else, because this is where I'm from. This, this is the mecca. This is the hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So, but after after New York, really, I'm thinking about Africa. I might even worry mm. about the United States because once I got Africa, then you're international. Yeah. So it's like I, America. Y'all gonna kiss, y'all gonna bow down, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like I'm American, like, but I don't need y'all. So when when people know that you don't need them, they want you even more. And I learned that from the billionaire Dan Pena. He bought a fucking crib for thirty million. He bought a he bought a, a um Dan Pena, the billionaire bought a motherfucking castle, thirty million, thirteen thirty million dollar castle. So and made the news reporters come take a picture and post it on the news so he could. So he could prove, so he could show the people that he don't need them. And once he did that, everybody was going to him like, "Oh, what are you doing? How you doing? How did you?" You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, if I go to Africa and I got fifty thousand people in a crowd, you know what I'm saying? I'm rocking the stage. You don't think these record labels gonna be like, "Yo, who the fuck is this saying?" Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's all about planning. You know, just like I said earlier, it's all about planning and, and, and executing. Execution. A couple questions on the places that you have been. I'm from Connecticut, so what did you gain from Connecticut? I'm curious. Okay, so I went to Connecticut on a pull-up and play with L. Okay. Nice twice. You know what I'm saying? So I linked up with a couple of artists, a couple of producers, a couple of um, engineers. You know what I'm saying? So like, and I recorded with a couple of engineers. I, I, I recorded with an engineer from Connecticut when I was in Miami. It's crazy. Wow, yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> like, it's like I still got connections with the artists and the producers. Like I still be getting beats from the producers and the. Um, no matter where that engineer is at, he always hit me up and be like, yo, this is where I'm at. Da, da, da. I'm not too far. If he in Jersey, if he in Manhattan, he always hit me up. Like, it's, it's, it's network. And this game is network. 
you got to network, 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 because you never know who's going to be who. You never know who's going to be the next exec. You never know who's going to be the next number one artist. You never know who's going to be the next number one producer. You never know who's going to be the next number one DJ. You know what I'm saying? So it was like network and, 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 and network and network and network. That's it. Atlanta, we know the, the scene and how rich it's gotten over the years. Unfortunately, there's missing downfalls now with takeoff, everything that's been happening to the Atlanta artists with Young Thug getting arrested. What is the draw down there from a business side of things of music? What's something that you noticed when going down there that this is why it's become such a mecca of hip hop in the generation of the 2010s, per se? Honestly, it's they swag, yo. Like, like, cause the South, they, to me, they all talk the same. Like, like Memphis niggas talk a little different from Atlanta niggas. Florida niggas talk a little different from Georgia niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, but they swag is just different. Like, like I ain't even gonna front. Like, Thugger, Future, you know what I'm saying? Baby, Gunner, like, 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 them, just them four, like, they got Atlanta on Smash. Like, the music that they create and the sound, like, they just took, they, they sound took over the industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, they sound comes from their swagger. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's really what it is. Like, they just, they, they, they got the sound. You know what I'm saying? And like, me personally, me going down there, being around all of that stuff, because I've been going down south since 2016. My first time in Atlanta was 2016. I got family out there. My cousin, shout out to my cousin, Mo Money. Um, I went down there the same night and went to South by Southwest. We drove from Atlanta to Texas. And I was out there with Ray Shremer. We was back, we was back we, after they show, we went back into the, um, they had these little, like, what do you call it? Like, you know, them little things that people live in in the suburbs and stuff. Like it's like an RV and stuff. Okay, yeah. Them, in the back, we was chilling and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I met a few artists and like, I'm, I started listening to the music down there. And I'm like, oh, at first I wasn't getting jiggy with it, but then I'm like, okay, so this is what it is. And then I started, you know, taking a lingo, mixing it a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, I got a kind of little, mixture like a lot of people don't know i'm from new york when they hear my music mm. because of my sound like it's just i'm all over the place you know what i'm saying like i'm like a pot of gumbo with a little inspiration from all over the place geography Florida, georgia not really la because i went to la once but north carolina you know what i'm saying like all of these places because i listen to artists from there like you know what i'm saying how was your experience out in la that one time you were out there oh i was on a weed hunt <laughs> I drove from I landed in I landed in Vegas. My man's came to pick me up. We drove to LA, got some weed, then we drove to Adderwater, then we drove to Pass then, no, then we drove to um Oakland, then I left from San Francisco. And, and this was in like three, four days. Wow. Yeah, we just rolled running. We just, I was on a weed hunt. This is two this is when I first came out of prison, 2019. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that shit was fire. Like, yeah, they had some moon rocks, yo. I'm not smoking right now, but they had some moon rock, man. OG moon rock. That shit was fire. You always hear about it, especially when it goes back to the old square or the chronic. You know, that's where it's at out there. Yeah, the chronic. That's a fact. Unbelievable. But yeah. I want to get into to your music side of things because you got Hard in the Paint coming out soon. So tell me about this upcoming single and what we can expect from it. Oh yeah, hard in the paint. Hard in the paint is is like is is basically the theme song for AGM. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one of the it's, it's one of our theme songs. You know what I'm saying? Like because we go hard on everything we do. You know what I'm saying? We go hard in the paint. The first thing I said is "fuck out my face." Huh? We going hard in the paint. 
We don't want us breaking the bank. You know what I'm saying? We get into the bag. Nigga, can't fuck with us. Pussy get shot in your You know what I'm saying? Don't play. Nigga, don't play. My niggas getting that cake. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's an AGM anthem. That's what we do. Africans getting money. You know what I'm saying? You know when you get to the money, you're gonna have haters. So if you play, get shot in your face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's energy, it's big energy. So like when I drop this record, like when I drop this record, I just want to push that out there. All, all of that energy, like AGM, this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is what we stand for. I came across something because you're going at the haters in that track. I came across an old 50 Cent freestyle. It's actually with Noriega over his song "The Change." They were it was one of those backstage freestyles. You've probably seen it before, <laughs> but but something that comes to mind with 50 Cent said in there was that love your enemies, hate your friends because your friends always change. How true is that statement and what it relates to you and what you're going through? I mean, he's not he, he's not lying. Yeah, because like. I have friends that turned on me, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so, and I wasn't watching them because I didn't think they would do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm watching my enemies and my enemies never did no funny shit to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they know what I'm on, you feel me? But it's like, it's fucking crazy. But like, I'm gonna tell you this, like, I don't look at AGM, nobody in AGM is my friend. These are my brothers. Like, I I, I don't have friends. Like, Mm -hmm. anybody that was my, that was my friend that I called my, I don't talk to them no more. You know what I'm saying? I only have brothers. I got family. I don't deal with friends, none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, I talk to like a handful of people every day. Yeah, no, I can relate. You know, you got to cut off all your friends. When you're in this industry, whether it's any form of entertainment, you got to cut off the leeches. It's lonely. They say it's lonely at the top. And you hear all these stories from all these entertainers is that, yeah, I have all this money, but no one to share it with. Yeah, because it's like, you don't know, you don't know people's ulterior motive. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know what's your ulterior motive. You feel me? Like, I know, I know that my, I know that my AGM niggas love me and believe in me, and and are willing to do anything to help me get where I need to get to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it's genuine. You feel me? Yeah. So I'm, I, I don't have no worries. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I still got my eyes open for anything, and anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? But I don't look at them as my friends. You know what I'm saying? But, but what Fifty said is real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it is real, especially especially when you coming from the, when you in the streets, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to. And I, and I feel like that's, I feel like he was saying more to like the street niggas, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I mean, it, in all aspects of life, because new levels, new devils, right? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a bar right there. Look at this. <laughs> new levels, new devils. So like, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm making from the streets and now I get to this corporate level. Now I got to watch my business partners. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's all about how, it's, like a lot, 50, 50 don't lie, man. 50, 50 a real nigga, man. You better <laughs> listen to 50, man. I better listen to 50, man. Uh, one of the greatest of all time. You definitely spit a gem with that one for sure. And you brought up that the people that you went on your label, they're your brothers. Would you would you define brothers being someone that people are that are there for you during the down times? Because friends, I feel as though they're just there for you. When they can feel as though they can get something off of it, they can get a come exactly. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's a fact. Friends want to come around when they need something. You heard? Yeah. They don't want. They don't want. They don't want to um reciprocate that that energy. And it's yeah. like, I'm not with that. You feel me? Like, and if I'm the type of nigga, I'm just gonna love you from a distance. I'm not gonna hate you for that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know hate. I, I grew up in a I grew up in a house with two parents. They still married, you know what I'm saying? In Africa, I know love. I don't know hate. 
can't hate nobody because I'll hate myself. You know what I'm saying? But everybody different. You know what I'm saying? Everybody different. Exactly. Sorry for the drought. Was this inspired by Lil Wayne? Sorry for the drought. Yeah, that was inspired by Lil Wayne. Sorry for the wait. Yeah, sorry for the wait. That's a fact. Sorry for the drought came from sorry for the wait. (laughs) (laughs) But but I, I took I took the um I took the idea of no ceilings. And put okay. Yeah, you know because you know no ceilings really freestyle, freestyle, crazy freestyle. You know what I'm saying? Even dropped some of them, but um, yeah, like Lil Wayne is my top five. He's one of my top five rappers. No cap. And, and he's responsible for the whole movement that we've had out here, especially with the new generation artists. That was Young Thug's favorite rapper too. Yeah. That was Young Thug. That was Young Thug. Babe. Young Thug. Man, Young Thug reminded me of Wayne a little bit too when he first came out. Not no more because he got his own sound and shit. But yeah, Lil Wayne impacted a whole. Yeah, that nigga. That nigga ran the game, man. <laughs> like he will get on Jay Z's beats and murder him. Yeah. Like what? Like you know, moment is like that. Um, Death the Auto Tune. I might get us to the mixtape. He ate that man i was just listening to um that shit earlier yeah my sister like yo what the fuck we was listening sorry for the wait the first one okay yeah that shit crazy i love little Wayne, man no he's definitely one of the greats to do it on here especially with freestyles and taking other people's beats and you already have that experience with doing drake started from the bottom so what's a, a new track that you're looking forward to 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 tackle and take over in your own way and shock people um i gotta i gotta damn I got a track called Thrax. I got a track called Thrax. It's crazy. It's, it's like a um. How can I say it? It's not really no. It's no. It's no style that sticks to any certain state for the type of beat that it is. It's just crazy, man. It's just crazy too. It's, it's energy, energy, energy. But I want. I want to give you two bars that I lit that I wrote down from Lil Wayne. Sorry for the wait this morning. <laughs> yo, yo, do it. Well, one bar was like. I got I got a four four and a K like eight stacks. <laughs> I got a four four and a K like eight stacks. <laughs> Yo, my nigga, the, the way he said it was crazy. And then he said, "Not having money is the root of all evil." Oh my God, damn! The shit be saying is crazy, man. But yeah, what was the question? What was the question you asked me? Oh, uh, a new track that you want to tackle as far as an instrumental such as started from the bottom what's a new track that you heard that's caught your attention that you want to put your own spin on mm. that burn boy last last i actually mm. recorded on it and i got a video i just waiting to drop it wow yeah um but that but that's really like an afro beat but as far as hip-hop uh let me see Damn, it's hard. Cause I really listen to like me. I'm the type of person when I wake up, I don't just listen to all the new stuff. I listen to all the old stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then now, like, how old do you go back? Do you go back to early 2000s? What's the furthest you go back? I mean, obviously, you know Nori and everything. So oh, with the I 90s, go I go back because when I was in middle school, I used to I used to break dance, and skateboard, and all okay. that. Yes, yeah, so I listen to Pete Rock, CL Smooth. I listen to Eric B and Rakim. I listen to De La Soul. I so you're well versed in that the yeah. golden era. Then I, then I go yeah. to Biggie and Pac, Big Daddy Kane. You know what I'm saying? Cool G Rap, Nori. Polo, you know what I'm saying? DJ Polo. Then Jay Z, Jada Kiss, Lil Wayne, DMX. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, 
then I will go into like future, dub, baby here and there. Um, who else could I, I listen to? I listen to a lot of dance hall music. I'm not gonna say a lot of you on Afro beats. I listen to a lot of that shit. Um, I'm just all over the place. Like man. Supercat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I listen to TJ, I listen to Popcorn, I listen to um I listen to Cartel, you know the TJ. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um listen to Alkaline, we listen to um and what, what the dog near Masika. Mm-hmm. Um who else? Mm, it's a couple other artists, but oh squash, six boss, six god. Yeah, I listen to a lot of Jamaican music too. I, and I developed a little Jamaican accent because I was raised by Jamaicans and West Indians. So when I was on the block hustling, like it would be a bunch of Jamaicans over like, yo, Bimba, yo, Mario, y'all go to the store for me. You know what I'm saying? Even before I was hustling, like, yo, Mario, come here, go to the store for me. I'll keep your chance. And I, I would just, you know what I'm saying, naturally, you know what I'm saying, get this shit. So certain <laughs> tracks, you would hear me sound like a fucking Jamaican and shit. It's, it's natural to me. You can go back and listen to these guys, Pete Rock, Seal Smooth, and Cool G Rap, and then you take it all the way through Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, DMX, Drake, all the way up to now, Future Young Thug, the whole era that we're going through now. How come a lot of times you think that these younger audience, they can't adapt to that, and they can't go back and listen to Cool G Rap and put every hip-hop artist in the same category? Because they because they, because they don't know hip-hop. Mm. And they don't love hip-hop. They 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 love this mumble rap. You know what I'm saying they love this. They love whatever they hear right now, and they don't want to know nothing else. Like before, I'm 27. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not. I'm not 21. I'm not 19. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like I'm 27 years old. I might be 28 in June. Um, so like I got a little more experience than the youngins in the game. You know what I'm saying? I got to use that to my advantage. You know what I'm saying? Because now I could be more diverse. I could go back, listen, be like, okay, I can take this, I can flip, I can spin that this way. Cause that's what majority of these artists be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like they just be not saying that like they bite, you know what I'm saying? But they get um, how do I say influence, you know what I'm saying? And like like shit from these old tracks, like ideas for for to create something new. No, you're right about that. And Hopefully it changes with the younger audience. I hope they eventually go back and they realize that hip hop didn't start with Migos and Future, that it goes way back, you know, even before Lil Wayne, because I don't even know if these little kids I mean, even listen to Lil Wayne as much. It's up to it's really up to the artists yeah. to, to 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 keep that to keep that together, like to spread that knowledge. It's yeah. not up to the listeners. The listeners gonna listen to whoever they want to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Now if if you guys are gonna you guys not gonna tell them about the history of hip hop. How the hell are they gonna know? They're not just gonna go. They just like they they love what they love. Yeah. Until they're exposed to something different in the history of it. I mean, but I don't think majority of artists will want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't want to. A lot of people is just they don't want to give. A, a lot of people feel like if they talk about somebody else, it's taken away from them, and that's weird as fuck. Yeah. A starter, a star doesn't lose his shine by 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 helping another star shine. You know mm. what I'm saying? If it's one big star, star, if there's one big star out there in the sky, and there's other little stars that you can't, let's, let's say there's a bunch of little mini stars, right, mm-hmm. in the sky. Then one big star come, right? It's now when that star comes, it's gonna it's gonna brighten up the sky, and then you're gonna start seeing the other stars. But that star didn't lose no light, so you know what I'm saying. But it's helping everybody else shine. So it's like yeah. I never understood that. You know what I'm saying? 
never understood that, but that is just some psychology bullshit. Yeah. Something. It definitely is. What's been the career highlight for you so far? It could be anywhere a performance. It could be getting acknowledgement on, on an Apple Music chart, whatever it is thus far oh, in your you, career. What's been the defining oh, moment so far? YouTube. I had my first million views. Oh, congrats though, on even, that. Even though my promoter, me and my promoter don't deal with each other no more. And he did some, he did some unprofessional, he did some, something unprofessional and took, and took down my videos off of his page because we had an argument about something that I don't want to put out there because- Yeah, no, you don't have to put that out if you don't want to. Because yeah. I don't even want to dwell on it. Yeah. It, had, it had me tight for a long time and I let it go. And now I'm at peace. And I'm starting home on my new channel. But yeah, I had a million views. I had my first million views last year, um, April. Then I had a, I had another video in a million views. Then I had a third video that had a million views. And and one of the videos is at two point. One of the videos is at like two point seven million. Another video was at like one point something, one point eight. The other one was at like one point three. Then I had like six hundred k, three hundred k, two hundred k. All my videos is doing good, but we just fell out. He took down. I mean, my videos are still on his page. It's just private. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I'm still, I'm still gonna do what I do. Still gonna go to Africa. I still got my fans out there. They all know me. Even the, even the president of Ghana know me. When you go to Ghana, they got my music playing at the airport. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that's big. I just been on probation. I couldn't go nowhere. But, but that ends in four, four days. days. Four days, baby. Early Christmas gift. Yes, Sirski. <laughs> yes, Sirski. Oh, man. But I look forward to seeing what you do here in the future. Say the Don, is there anything else you want to let your fans know and the people who are tuned in that we didn't talk about tonight? Um, Listen, man, appreciate it. If you're here and you're watching live, appreciate you. Thank you very much for supporting me. You know what I'm saying? And, and DJ, appreciate everything. Um, Got some news. I started 2023. Um, I'm going to be very productive. I know I've been laying low on the cut. You know what I'm saying? Not dropping. I apologize, but we're about to we formulate in this plan and we're about to go crazy. Starting with this hard in the paint. Once that track drops, tell every artist in the world right now, get in your fucking bag and say the dawn is coming to the motherfucking top. You heard? Coming. Say the dawn at AGM. You heard Team Chronic. Gang gang. Straight out of Queens, left rack city. That's a fact. You already know. And let them know where they can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere that you have an account so they can go tap in for sure, especially Apple Music and all that, YouTube. Yeah, all social medias, Say the Dawn, A-G-M. S-A-Y-D-A-D-O-N, A-G-M. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. We everywhere, Flea. Apple Music. I mean, my Apple Music is just Say the Dawn, Spotify, Say the Dawn, you know what I'm saying? All of that good stuff. YouTube, say the dawn. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you subscribe for sure. That's a fact. I got, I got some shit coming up for y'all. Appreciate it. Hard in the you. Paint single coming soon. Yeah, Hard in the Paint coming out soon, man. That track got so much energy. It don't even make sense, man. I don't think they are ready for it, man. No. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't been to Connecticut, performed it. I don't been to Orlando, performed it. Tampa, Fort Lauderdale. Um, I don't been to, um, where else we was at? Uh, even in New York, I performed mm. for a couple of artists. And no matter where I go, I get the same reaction. Yo, boy, that's it. That's, that's the breakthrough one. record right that's there. It. And, I, and I made it last year, October. 
But, but then I had got arrested December and I got out February and um, me and my business partner was, you know what I'm saying? I mean, me and my promoter from Ghana was going at it. I didn't know what was going on. And I haven't spoke, I speak to him until August and then we fell out. And then now I'm just starting my own YouTube page. And, you know what I'm saying? We fit, But everything is going slowly but surely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't nothing but a minor setback for a major comeback. You heard? Mm. God is great. Absolutely. And that's another bar right there. All bars being dropped here from a, a Queens <laughs> MC, a student of the game, and he's about to be his own, you know, philosopher now. He's taking on the reins now. He's going to be the teacher, not the student. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? You already know. I'm looking forward to it, man. Appreciate you for everything, big bro. Appreciate you for the opportunity, the platform, everything, man. Where this is love. Where I'm, I'm jacking this. Of course, man. I appreciate it, man. Anytime you want to come back on here to promote what you have going, you're always welcome. Shout out to you and everything that you're doing, especially for Queens and in Africa. And I, I like to see what you're going to do next. It's going to be big. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate everything, man. For real. You already know, man. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your night and, and happy holidays and all that, too. Happy fucking holidays, man. Happy Kwanzaa. Today's the first day of Kwanzaa, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, look, I saw it on my iPhone earlier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, let's celebrate here and, and until the next time, man. Cheers. Cheers, man. Peace <laughs> out. Peace.